Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. You're not reading a book if you've got a four-year-old near water, that's for sure. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I took time off from the office from this. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. It can be anything, but it can't be everything. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. Whatever, I'll do whatever. Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. This is Amy. And this is Margaret. And today, Amy, we're talking about, is vacation worth it? (laughs) Vacation for whom? Is it a vacation for everyone but us? Right. Stop me if you agree, disagree, have other thoughts. I think that vacation gets easier when your kids get older. For sure. That like vacation as with young kids, I'm going to come in hot with my favorite piece of writing ever. I'm going to read you the entire thing. Okay. It's from The Onion. People still know The Onion, right? I mean, The Onion is still going, right? Yes, The Onion's still a thing. A parody newspaper. And I think this article, I don't know when it was printed, but I definitely remember seeing it as a mom of young kids and being like, this is a little too close to home. Yes. The article is called, Mom Spends Beach Vacation Assuming All Household Duties Closer to the Water. And here it goes. It's dated from Nags Head, North Carolina. I assume a fictional place. Continuously doing laundry, cooking, or vacuuming in her family's rented beach cottage this week, area mom Catherine Yardley has spent a much-needed vacation performing all her usual household chores while in closer proximity to the ocean, sources confirmed. (laughs) Isn't it nice to just get away for a while and relax by the water? Yardley said as she wiped down the kitchen counter and then took out the garbage tasks she would normally perform at a distance of 200 miles from the beach instead of 50 feet. I just love that I can be scrubbing the bathroom, look out the window and see the tide coming in. We should do this every year. At press time, Yardley was reportedly busy preparing a meal identical to what she would have made back at home, except for she planned to serve it on paper plates. Yeah. I mean, it's a little too true. It's basically vacation is home, but harder. You know, I think back to the, we didn't go to the shore every year, but we did a couple of times. We went to the Jersey Shore and rented a condo. And I remember looking back at that, like, why doesn't my mom ever go in the water? Mm. Why doesn't my mom, like, 
ever go to the beach even? Why does she just hang out in the condo across the street from the ocean all day long? What's with that? Yeah. What a drag, Mom. I I couldn't imagine what was keeping her upstairs when the beach was beckoning across the street. Now I know. We grew up going to my grandmother's house, which was on the beach, and it was the house that my mom's family had grown up going to. They lived in the Bronx, and then, like, as you did, you had a little beach house. You know, my grandparents were teachers. It was like a very, you know, we're not talking about the Hamptons. Back when you could do such things, right? Yeah, they had a little beach house. Yeah. And we would go there in the summers, and... I remember, I mean, it's like the magical place. Like we talk about it as if it was, you know, Narnia, basically. Like it for us was this very, very magical place. And I remember as an adult talking to my mom about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, those summers. Like it was obviously a very different experience for her, which was keeping track of us all. And then my mom also did. She put an ad in the newspaper. I mean, we talked about this again as adults at some point, and it was like, come spend the summer at this beach house. And this girl, I think from Kansas, answered this ad in the newspaper and would come and spend the summers. I mean, she was being paid. She came more than once. She came like three summers in a row. All right. And then I've told the story in the podcast. I got lost once as a two-year-old and I was missing for several hours. And the girl from Kansas had been, you know, kind of watching me when I went missing. And then... Kind of watching, it would seem clear. Right. Emphasis on the kind of. Yeah. I mean, it really was not her fault. It was totally my fault. I had said, I'm going up to the house. And instead of going to the house, she watched me walk up to the house. And at the very last minute, because I'm an insane person, (laughs) I was like, I think I'll go exploring. And I walked off and I was gone (laughs) for six hours. And then the next summer, my mom invited the girl from Kansas back again. And the girl from Kansas, as an adult, when we saw her, was always like, oh, that meant so much to me because I felt so guilty. And then you, you know, gave me another chance. And my mom was like, please, it's Meg's fault. She's a lunatic. Don't worry about it. But anyway, it really struck me how much those magical moments were less magical for my mom. And I definitely see it now much more from the mom's point of view, the idea that like, the magic has a cost. But at the same time, Amy, and I, we may debate on this, I do want to push back that this is the absolute default, that like the summer and the magic of vacation must be fun for everyone, miserable for the mom, and that is just the default and how mm-hmm. we must operate. Mm-hmm. Right. We get into trouble when there is this notion that it should be, or when the people in our families think like, Right. I took time off from the office from this, so I'm going to do whatever I want. Right. Or the kids think it's their vacation. They don't have to do chores like they do at home. And I think sometimes the default parent who is the parent listening to this right now probably does sort of take that on. Like this needs to be special. This needs to be different. So all the things that have to remain the same, let me just do sort of over to the side with as little fuss as possible. Right. And that you are the maker of the magic at your own expense (laughs) is just the story. Right. Because I do think that sometimes we contribute to that story a little bit as... I am the maker of the magic at my own expense, and it's horrible for me, but oh well, I must do it because that is my lot in life, gets in the way of us having more fun on our own vacations. That like, right? yes, when I go to 
Disney World with my kids. I was up every morning at 6.30 to like get on the stupid apps. And my husband, I will say, designed the whole system, but I had to get up at 6.30 and pick the right, whatever, get on some stupid virtual line and ping the thing on the app (laughs) to make us skip the line on the stupid thing. Horrible. That being said, that's Disney World. So like that's one kind of vacation also. And so I signed up to not sleep in on my week's vacation in Disney World, which I wasn't a big fan of. But I think what I'm saying is know what you're signing up for to get the vacation. So like I don't want Disney World to be all of our vacations. I want some of our vacations to be I sleep until 10 o'clock in the morning. The kids eat cereal and then we can go do whatever the day is about. Yeah. But I definitely don't want every vacation to be like, I have to be up at 6.30 in the morning to fill out apps because I like to sleep and vacation. This is the reason we will never take a ski vacation. I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in being cold. I'm not interested in being up at 6.30 in the morning and hunting for gloves. It's such a hassle. Yeah. Finding pieces and parts of equipment. I am not interested in that. Because that does not sound like vacation to me. I don't want to do it. I will go. We get a pass. We have a little local mountain. I will go for day trips, but I'm never doing a week away in the cold where I have to get up to an alarm seven days a week to make everyone else happy. I mean, ski vacations and Disney vacations, those kind of vacations are hard in a way because there is so much structure and demands and like the group lesson starts at 10 or whatever. You have to be somewhere. But... What you won't hear on those vacations, at least, is I'm bored. There's nothing to do. Yes. True. Right. (laughs) And when you start to hew towards the like, let's just all get a house by the lake and just chill, hang out and do whatever. Right. I mean, for me, like I'll bring six books and I'll see you at dinner time. But kids, particularly older kids, will turn into to, you know, paraphrase the Onion article. Three teenagers consume six hours of TikTok 200 miles closer to the beach than they usually do. Closer to the water. Or little kids who have to be watched. You're not reading a book if you've got a four-year-old near water. That's for sure, you know? Right. So anyway, I think that that sometimes we've been on vacations where I, as the ringmaster of obligations, have been the like, we have to do this. And my spouse, who's more like, eh, don't worry about it. Because that's, you know, the yang to my yin, right? If you don't have enough planned, particularly little kids, you need to go to the touch a truck at noon on Saturday to have like a linchpin in your Saturday. Like we all discovered this during the pandemic, right? You have to have Taco Tuesday. Did you say touch a truck? Yeah. Do you know what touch a truck is? (laughs) It's just... No. I'm so glad to be beyond these years, but it's a thing that different municipalities will do. It's touch a truck Saturday and... They'll just bring out, oh, I don't know, the power and light truck and a fire truck and there's an ambulance and there's, you know, the police vehicle and all the little children who are interested in big cars and trucks can go touch the trucks, you know, get up and trucks, touch a truck. Yeah. All right. Again, you don't do that for you. You do that for them. And it's like a death march for you. However, not having any. It isn't as easy as like, just go with the flow because there has to be something to flow through or else everybody looks at their phones. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that to me, vacations follow the old rule that my pediatrician, not really my pediatrician, but my sister-in-law's mom, who is a pediatrician, gave me when I had little kids. It's 50% what the baby needs, 50% what you need. Like you have to match the needs. Like if you do everything for the baby, you're going to burn out and be tired. But if you don't take care of the baby's needs, 
everyone's going to be miserable. The baby's going to make sure of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that rule applies to a lot of parenting. And I think it's good to apply to vacations. And it may be 50%, meaning if we do a Disney World vacation, that's all about the kids. My next vacation is going to be something that more suits my needs. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not 50% on every vacation because I don't think you can have a 50-50 vacation between parents and kids when you're at Disneyland. Right. I don't know that you can have a 50-50. I don't love skiing. So maybe for some people it's like, well, I love skiing and I want to have that as a family activity. And so that's something we're going to do. But like for me, that just comes off the list because nobody's that into it. And I'm not going to drive that train. Like it's not interesting to me. You just hit on the hard part. Yes. For me, like a ski vacation, I am not into it. And my uh, spouse and my kids But I'm like chief enabler for an enterprise that isn't exciting to me and wasn't my idea. That's when I think I can get pretty frustrated. Keep it all inside. You know, don't tell anybody. (laughs) Just push those feelings down, Amy. Push them down. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Here's an article that strikes on something that you were saying from Cafe Mom talking about going on vacation. And it says, and I thought this was really interesting. From the moment we decide to go on vacation, my mind begins looping the vicious cycle of planning, budgeting and panicking. And then here's what she says. We try to bring our husbands in it with no avail. She's talking to her sister-in-law about this plan. Mm -hmm. Whatever you guys think is best, they'll say. Doesn't matter to where we go, they'll proudly state. They think they are being helpful, easygoing, but we really want them to pick up the phones and look for places too. And I think that, as we often say, you got to look at the problem and make verbal decisions because, yes, there are situations where I would rather my husband just have nothing to say. Like my wedding, for example. I was like, just show up in a suit. I got the whole thing taken <laughs> care of. Basically, my mom planned a lot of it. Any allergies I should know about? <laughs> yeah, but basically, like, I'm not interested in your input. But I do think that planning vacations Either it's, I love planning a vacation. I'm going to put it all together. When we went to Paris, we went last summer for eight days with the family for our first time ever on a vacation like that with our kids. We almost always just go visit family. I was like, let's take a nice like trip. Basically, I didn't want a lot of input from my husband. I've been to Paris. I knew what I wanted to see. I planned the whole thing and I was pretty happy with that, you know? But that's not every vacation. Like if we're going to your sister's wedding, you better be handling that. Like you do the tickets. But I think you have to give voice you want and not just be like, we're asking for help. They're saying whatever you want. That's annoying. Like where is the point where you're saying, how are we doing this? I that thing about just do whatever you want. Like I'll go with the flow. I'll do whatever. Yes. That's where I get stuck. Can we take a break and I'll tell you how I fix that? Yes, please. Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist-approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we? say and making diaper changes a breeze for trusted protection trust pampers the number one pediatrician recommended brand 
Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers Cash. Then redeem your Pampers Cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different Different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. So we were just talking about what it's like to be the vacation planner and to have the partner who is like, whatever, I'll do whatever, which they are meaning to be supportive, but just feels like, so pick up the phone and and do some research and call the hotels and find if the Great Wolf Lodge has room. (laughs) I would get very stuck because it would be, we're in this right now. Oh, are we going to go somewhere between Christmas and New Year's? I have big kids. Yes. Christmas and New Year's. I mean, I have kids in college. That's sort of like the one, like, you know, five day period when we know that you'll have all three of them, which becomes important. It's also a ridiculous time of the year to try to go anywhere, right? And so my spouse and I have had approximately, you know, 10 conversations about like, we got to look, oh, we got to decide on that. We Then I'll think about it. I'll go to him and be like, what if we go to, you know, Orlando? And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, we could do that. Or this, and that's when I get frustrated because I have spent, the person who will go with the flow, you go off and you present several options and you go to the go with the flow person and they're like, yeah, or we could continue to go with the flow and come up with these other options that haven't come up with yet. And then several more months will go by. Oh, Amy, we have a term for this in my house. What is it? It's called alternate plan ables. And that is my husband's name. (laughs) Right. And it's because my husband likes to give an alternate plan. I'm like, hey, here's the thing. We've got the Boy Scouts thing and she's got to go to the friends and we've got the party. So why don't you pick up the present, take her to the party, and then I'll take the other one to Scouts. Or I could take, and I'm like, (laughs) alternate plan enables. Like, if it's a lateral, I don't want to hear it. If you've got a better plan, I guess I'm open to it. But it's like, my husband has this knee-jerk reaction where he likes to just give voice to an alternate plan and a hypothetical alternative plan. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just moving all the pieces in a different order. And it's gotten to the point where I sometimes have to be careful because sometimes he might have a better plan. And I just hear alternate plan ables and I'm like, this is unacceptable to me. But yeah, I think this is where we've talked about this a long time ago. I don't remember who it is and I should give credit to them, but I don't remember where we were talking about like when you're figuring stuff out in a marriage that you bring stuff with like a number. Oh, it was Nick North. Nick North. Oh, good. I'm glad you remember. We the Norths on Instagram. Yep. We the Norths. It's a good plan. That you bring in like, I want to go visit my sister over the summer and it's like an eight for me. Out of 10. Right. And I also want to go visit 
this little cabin I found, and it's like a two for me, that you kind of try to give things numbers. I do find this a little precious sometimes. I was watching an influencer person on TikTok the other day, and it was very like, in every conversation my husband and I bring together, I am running at this number, and you are running at this number, and therefore we have to pick each other up. I'm like, oh my God, like my husband and I would do this twice, and then we would just start literally physically fighting. Like, I don't think that you can have every single conversation with your spouse be like, I want to sit down from my place of respect and say that I have these needs and they are at this number. Like, it's not realistic, but I do think that we sometimes skip the part in vacation where, all right, let's sit down for five minutes and just pick a place and get it done. And it doesn't have to be the best. This is also a great place for our favorite advice. Perfect is the enemy of done, right? Mm -hmm. Like you want to spend time with the five some that is your family, your nuclear family together during the one time of the year that's possible. Whether that happens in Orlando or Montana or just like at your sister's cabin in the woods, it doesn't really matter. So like you got to just sort of sometimes have the conversation of like, We have these parameters and we have to get it done. Let's look at eight places on Airbnb and just decide on Friday night. Yes, I have learned slowly to do this, that when my partner just says like, I know I'll do whatever. And then you bring two ideas and like, or the Galapagos, like, or, and they bring up a new hypothetical thing that I can perceive that as I haven't brought a pleasing enough answer to the table. Right. And then I have to go do more work. I don't want to be, to be assigned to now go research the Galapagos. We're not going to go to the Galapagos. But I'm the one who's doing that when I think when my spouse says they just want to go somewhere and they're willing to go with the flow. I think they mean it. I think they are happy to have the flight details show up on their phone calendar the end and I keep going back and checking like does this work I am the executor in our family I'm the one who has the time to do it and the bandwidth and I'm wired that way but I don't really have to check like if we're going somewhere for Christmas just do it just do it and then tell everybody where they're going and pick somewhere I want to go not the one that is the most perfect right yes or you give voice to that from the beginning like here's the thing we're going to go on vacation I will take suggestions until this date. Then I will pick a place. And you now have grown kids. I mean, I haven't ever really been in a position. My kids just kind of are like, huh, what? They're still like pieces of, you know, luggage. They go where we go and they never ask questions. Right, right. But yeah, you can either say like, here's the thing. We have this week of vacation. I'll take six suggestions. And then if you don't get a suggestion, it's like putting parameters around it so it doesn't become a fight of like, missing communication I think is really important that thing of like right hey this is the week we're going I mean my husband does not care I put the whole trip together you basically we started looking at camps they were so expensive I said god we could go away to Europe for what these camps would cost I kind of said as a joke and then I said what if we just do like three weeks of total free-for-all and then we do one nice trip Oh, sure. I'd love that. What if we go to Paris and London? Great. I could have said Barcelona. I could have said Greece. I mean, he's happy for me to put it together. But then I also I'm like, I'm going to do all the day to day planning. I'm going to make a Google Doc and this is the train. This is, And then when the Google Doc says buy this ticket, you go. He's better at buying tickets. He's good at finding the place. Like, Ah. that's your job. That's my job. Mm -hmm. But also 
I'm not taking any notes on this trip. I will not be available for notes. Mm -hmm. There will be no, like, actually, like... Why don't we get one facing the pool instead of facing the garden? (laughs) We should have gotten an Airbnb. It would have been better. We would have been better if we were just staying in someone's apartment where we could cook. Like, that's something you should have said to me a month ago. Like, you can have... What's that called in, like, academia or whatever? It's like a reading window or something. It's like, we have a listening window, (laughs) and then the listening window closes. I'm not defending this vacation live, right? I will not be getting up before you to take feedback. No, the listening window, either it opens or it never exists. Mm -hmm. Or when it closes, it closes. And But I do think that clutch in this is building in... Like, for example, we took our RV trip a couple of years ago, something I've always wanted to do. It became clear that my husband was not going to be able to go on the RV trip. And so my father-in-law came with me. I wanted to do an RV trip. It's something we had done as kids. I kind of love RVs. I was excited to do it. But I recognized pretty clearly that it wasn't going to be a vacation for me, you know? And so I kind of built in like, okay, that's my vacation of the year that is not vacation at all. And then when we spent a week at my husband's house, I'm like, you'll be cooking all the meals, getting up with the kids. I'm sleeping in like... I'm keeping track a little bit of who's doing what. And if I'm doing eight days in an RV, even though I want to, please be aware that part of this deal is on our next vacation, you're doing a lot of stuff. You may not be golfing as much as you usually do, because I'm really taking it on the chin by cooking in a moving vehicle and changing this thing over (laughs) from beds to day six times. And, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. But I think we skip that part where we're like, hey... Let me voice my needs and see if I can get them met. Because the one thing I saw in a lot of articles I was reading is like, this is very unfair. And maybe it's unfair that you still have to voice your needs. Maybe people should just get your needs. But spoiler alert, they don't. Yeah. And so I don't think it always just has to be mom assumes all household duties closer to water. Like, I don't think I think that should not be the default. But we have some role in being like, here's the thing. If we're going to a beach house for a week, who's cooking? Like, that's what my sisters who's going to do the towels every day. Right, right. They have the big family and their kids are grown and somebody different cooks every night. Yeah. For me, that's even too much. I would be like, we're getting takeout four nights and we'll make one meal. Like, I don't want to cook when I'm on vacation. I want to cook when I'm not on vacation, but I definitely don't want to cook. So, like, let's build in to the cost of the house that we're getting takeout or we're going out to dinner every night. I'm not cooking if I'm on vacation. It's always worth it to, I'm seeing this in a couple different areas of my life, to get the stuff out of your head. Like, you have stuff that lives in your head and then, you know, you're frustrated that you have all the stuff that lives in your head. Like, three days before you leave for vacation, you think, oh, shoot, who, I didn't get anybody to take care of the dog. We can't take the dog Who's taking the dog? Nobody would have thought of that if I didn't think of it. I thought of it. And then I have this frantic rush three days. This happens, you know, all the time. What I've started to do is make lists of these things. Like when I'm looking at plane tickets is the right time to start thinking about who can take Marshmallow for five days, not oh, two days before we leave. Not me. Poor Marshy. She's very easy to take care of, but she has to go somewhere. Yes. Anyway, that stuff like lives in my head. And then I'm the stress of like, oh, my God, I forgot that. Make the list. Make it visible. And then it is in a very Eve Rodsky fair play way. You know, my spouse doesn't ever consider who's going to take care of the dogs. I just do it. Right. But if it lives on an external list of like when we go on vacation, 
Somebody has to get some cash out of the bank. Somebody has to deal with the dog. Somebody has to ask somebody to take our garbage cans in every Tuesday, whatever. All those things, those little things that will have you seething with rage by the time you get in the packed car because nobody would have thought to turn the stove off if it wasn't for you. You know, like just make those a list so that the next time it's like, do you see all these 45 things that have to be done before we can leave tomorrow? Please don't tell me to relax. Just do 18 of the things. That would be great. Right. Please don't tell me to relax is a good point. And I do think I really feel like this is something that I have completely changed in my marriage in terms of like giving voice to like what I do and do not want. And I have a partner who is very, very amenable to that. And not everybody does. And I recognize that. And our work schedules are fairly even. So I, you know, I don't feel like, well, he's working 100 hours a week, so I have to blah, 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 blah. But it really is important to make stuff visible. And we, for a while, and we've, again, fallen away from it, had a Google Doc that was like our to-do list. And it just is like, who's doing what on this list? And everything goes on there from like the immunization forms for camp to blah, 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 blah. Stuff comes in and we just constantly have conversations about like, you're on all camp forms, my husband is. So when I get the email, I just forward it to him. Mm -hmm. And then I'm on figuring out where we're going and when and making the whole summer actual schedule, which I have as a document, like every week, three kids, different camps. I know where everybody's going. So I booked all the camps. I found all the camps. I signed them up for the camps. And then I'm like, camp forms, that's you. And just the fact that we're better at certain things. I'm not a detailed person. I'm terrible at like the camp forms. I honestly, people make this joke in reverse. I do not know our kids' pediatricians' names. Like David does all the forms and appointment making. But visualizing the big picture of summer is my strength. And then executing details is his strength. But it took us a long time to ever have that conversation. Like, yeah, hey, let's break this down. Yeah. Can I ask? I'm curious. Camp forms. Yeah. Who is the one in the family who was like, oh, there's going to be camp forms coming out next month. I'm going to have to watch for those. I mean, they just came in, basically. Mm -hmm. I signed the kids up for all their camps. I found the camps. I talked to the kids about where they wanted to go. I made the plans. Yeah. And then once the camp forms come in... I just send them to my husband and I was like, can you do the camp forms? And he does. Right. And then I'll get another email. Are your camp forms in? I just send it to him. Are they in? And he's like, yes, I accidentally sent. He sent the wrong forms to the wrong place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's like, so if you see stuff, that's why they're lost right now. But I'm sorting that out. I'm like, okay. And another part of that. And we have had to have this conversation more than once. Tag your it. So like you're not allowed to come back and be like, what is a camp form? What do I need to do? Do you like right? Camp forms are tag your it. Like if mm-hmm. you're really stuck and we need to discuss it, it's fine. But you're not allowed to come back and be like, I can't have to remind you six times. It's tag your right. It. And so now right. when the reminders come, I just forward them to you. It's your reminder. And here's the part of it, too. Kids can go to camp without their camp forms in. They're just going to call you at the last right. minute and someone's going to have to scramble and that person can still be your husband. Right. The reason I was asking about like who is it to think of the camp forms, there's this um, sociologist, her name is Allison Daminger. And I was reading some research by her. Everybody quotes her all the time because she's amazing. So I'll see if I can find a link to this particular writing. But she says like every piece of labor that a default parent will do, everything you do actually has four steps, not one. Like camp forms are, well, I mean, we'll make a camp. We'll make it even bigger. 
is anticipating the need. What are the kids going to do this summer? My job. Right. Researching and creating a plan for the need. My job. Your job. Executing all the steps of that need, which were many in this case. Shared job. Yeah. Shared job. And then outsource the camp forms part of it, which makes sense. But that's the third part. That's on step three of a very large multi-step thing. And then the last part is following up to make sure that the things that you outsourced actually happened. His job. So that's the tag you're in. And that's a yeah, whole yeah, yeah. big conversation that we have. Like and that's important. And again, we give voice to it. I'm like, this is a tag you're it. Like, please do not have this come back to me as not done. Like, go get this thing finished. And listen, I get things wrong and we drop the ball on stuff. But we have had a, just a lot of conversations about like how we want to operate as business partners within the marriage. And it has given some good results. It helps. I have a list of ways to keep mom happy on a family vacation. We're going to get to it after this, Amy. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used hero bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty-calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero-gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber, while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs, and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code MOTHERHOOD at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code MOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. Now, what kind of summer vacation is right for you? From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Hiking in the mountains. Do you have a love of beautiful vistas and cardio? And also an extremely high tolerance for listening to kids say, How much longer? My feet hurt. Then a hike in the mountains might be right for you. Please also note there will be poison ivy involved. A week at the beach. 
ice cream dinners, fun in the sun, and also changing diapers in the sand and coming home after a long day with a sunburn to figure out how to produce dinner for up to 13 people. Also, so much sand in so many, many places. Time at the in-laws. Upsides, this vacation is free. Downsides, see the word in-laws. Sending the kids to sleepaway camp. Benefits, your kids are somewhere else. You can literally nap in between Netflix binges. It's heaven. Downsides, it costs like a year's pay. Road trip. Do you like listening to kids bop for hours on end with breaks only to deal with car sickness? If so, road tripping might be for you. Other benefits include transforming your vehicle into a rolling trash heap and being continually and unpleasantly shocked by the price of gasoline. Upsides include not having to go to the airport, I guess. This has been What Kind of Summer Vacation is Right for You? From the What Fresh Hell podcast. Okay, Amy, there were so many tips and so many of them were bonkers that I just couldn't even include them because I was like, this is not even a tip. We've done the hard work for you. But I went to TravelMamas.com, how to keep mom happy on family vacations. And I thought we would talk through some of these ways to stay happy on a family vacation. Awesome. I don't exactly know. I guess it's your spouse who's keeping you happy on a family vacation. Number one is help mom plan the vacation and respond when she asks for feedback. I feel like we've covered that one. Asterisk, when asked for feedback. Only when asked for feedback, only when the (laughs) listening window is open. Right, right. And by the way, I'm going to, I've been working on a project lately and using my favorite working on a project term. It can be anything, but it can't be everything. Like, you can't have the vacation that five people want. At a certain point, it's going to be a vacation. It's not going to be everything. Yeah, that's helpful. I'm going to save that one. Yeah, put a pin in that one. I liked this. Take turns being tired. I do feel like this is my overall 50-50 thing. That if you're both tired all the time, you're miserable. And if you're both never tired something has you forgot to bring your kids with you or something like that's not happening <laughs> right. I was like, right. right the kids aren't with you and I think this is something that we did especially when the kids were littler is like it's your actual vacation day that means I get to bring a novel to the pool today that means I get to go out to lunch with my friend who happens to be in the same beach town or I get to spend the day shopping doing what I want it's my vacation day and it's my spouse's day on so he's taking the kids to the pool watching them the whole time they're at the pool figuring out all the meals for the day Mm -hmm. this is a system that I like a lot like it's your vacation day now if you happen to be like at the in-laws or at your parents maybe you can say to your parents hey could we take Tuesday as our our vacation day my husband and I will go out for lobster rolls on the beach and then we'll take a nap and then we'll whatever it happens to be yeah but like giving voice to like we used to do this all the time with the babies you have to wake up with the kids tonight or I'll wake up with the kids tonight and I would put earplugs in and I could sleep as long as I knew my husband was listening for the kids mm-hmm. and like it's your actual vacation day and you got to ask for this stuff no one is coming out of the woodwork to be like Amy I know how hard you really work, and I know you plan this whole vacation. What would you like to do? Nobody's doing it. I'm sorry. It's not happening. You've got to ask for it. Yes, we um, go on vacation every year, my large extended family cousins week, we call it. And we have done a good job. It's kind of falling away now that the kids are getting older. But when we had like 12 kids under 10, that kind of thing, we would let different 
couples go out for the night for dinner or just these three couples go out and everybody else stay home because it just was, you know, masses of children to serve macaroni and cheese and get into their pajamas. But it was a village. And this idea that like everybody has to be together at every minute of this large group vacation is a way to go home exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. And I will give you another tip. I um, got one of those like rubber bracelets. They used to be like, like live strong back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah. They say things on them, but you can just get them or whatever. And I on family vacations when my kids were really little, I would make the person who was in charge of the kids. The person had the bracelet on because I do think what happens sometimes is you're like, can you watch the kids? I'm going to the bathroom. And it's like they kind of only half hear you. And especially around water. I was like, hey, can you? And I would put the bracelet on them and be like, you're in charge of the kids. It gives a little like up of like it. I'm really in charge of the kids. Like, Mm -hmm. and if, because what happens all the time is, right? Like, well, where's so and so? I thought you were watching. Nobody's really in charge. I love that. On big family vacations, there's like a lifeguard, there's someone on duty, and that person is wearing a bracelet. And that's not a travel mama's tip. That is no, a- I, that's a Margaret Abel's tip. I'm not giving that one to travel mamas. <laughs> no. Let mom shower first. I like this idea in general. Like, yeah. Prioritize like the person who's working the hardest for like showers or like, you know, anything else that needs to be done. I, I mean, it's simple, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Take vacation photos of mom. I'm a mixed bag on this one. Boom. You like it. Why you don't want it? Well, I mean, just because there won't be any if somebody's. I have definitely started saying, take some photos with me in them. The note is starting to be taken. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like you're absent from the own, from the Disney World vacation. It looks like you weren't even there. Yes, I guess that's fair and true. Sometimes I feel like it gets a little like, get picture. I don't know. It If it tips too far the other direction, I'm like, I don't want a picture right now. I'm like literally like eating a right. dog in a bathing suit. Like, please don't take a picture of me. Right. Right. And you do get veto rights before they're... I want veto rights. I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. Schedule breaks, I think, is important. And I think this is a little bit like the vacation and the bracelet. It's like, I want to be actually off duty. I think you just have to really, the bracelet helps with this. You have to really underscore that, like you've said this about like the party, right? That everyone's like, relax, but you know there's a staircase that your two-year-old mm-hmm. is going to fall down and then mm-hmm. you're going to end up at the ER all day. Like, mm-hmm. I think giving real visibility and the bracelet helps with this. Like, while you are wearing this, children are in the water and if something bad happens it's your fault like you actually have to like give voice and name can you get that printed on the bracelet probably yes you can you probably can they're cheap but like giving voice to like i would like because i feel like people are relax relax and sometimes i have to say like i would like to relax but there are three kids around water. My husband is golfing. He's relaxing. Like, mm-hmm. y'all are relaxed. Y'all have a cocktail in your hand. You seem relaxed. Mm-hmm. I would like to relax. But here's what this would actually look like. Right. Because sometimes I, that's where, like, the, like, grouchiness comes of, like... Oh, just relax. Like, they don't understand what it looks like to relax. Like, right. I would like to relax. What that would look like for me is someone else making dinner, someone taking this bracelet and swearing that they will be responsible for what kids in the water. This is the four things that it would involve. Are you signing up for that? And like, people may think you're obnoxious, but I don't really care. Like, don't say relax unless you want to hear what that looks like. Unless you're contributing. That's right. Because I'm willing to relax, but that would mean you taking on these major things. That would mean another separate, different vacation than the one I'm on at the present moment. Yes. (laughs) 
Exactly. Or it would involve you doing these very concrete things. Right. Would you like to do them? And I, I do think I always say to people, I'm like, don't make me offers if you don't mean it. People who are like, you should come up to the house some weekend. I'm like, are you serious? Because I am a person who comes when you invite me to your house. So like, just be very clear that like, I'm going to come. <laughs> Plan a date night we talked about. I think that's a great idea. Or plan a vacation day where it's like, I'm off duty. I got COVID once while we were staying with my in-laws and I ended up in a hotel by myself for three days. And I was like, I should be doing this every single time we come here. Right. It shouldn't take COVID or strep throat to take some time for yourself. Plan downtime. Here's another one that I like a lot. Say thank you to mom for making all the plans. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, I immediately read this. It's like, who am I forgetting to say thank you to? No, they're forgetting to say thank you. No, they're going to say thank you to you. (laughs) What? This is something that, again, we have really built in at my house, and I like it. My dad was very good at this. Every time we sat down to dinner, my dad would stop and say, let's thank mom for making this great meal. Like He modeled this extremely well. Whenever we had a day at like Playland, it was like, Okay, on the way home, did everyone say thank you to mom who made this day possible in these three ways? Like, he was very good at this. And it is something that my husband was not fantastic about. And I have, in one of our many talks about how he can be better, which he really enjoys, I have said, I would like you to to acknowledge in front of people more the efforts that I make. And he, it's through just dog training, basically, like... He has started to do it. And even though I know he's kind of only doing it because I told him to, it doesn't matter. I still really like it. My husband is good at this. And you're right. When he's doing it, I'm like, you're doing that to make me happy, aren't you? But I still... It doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter, right? No, you're not allowed to be like, you're only doing it because I told you to. Like, you wouldn't have said that if you didn't think I would like it. Who cares? You, I mean, you can do that, but there's no happiness down that right, pathway. Right, right. What is that? Yeah. I'm being silly. Yeah, of course. I tried it. We have a joke in our grace growing up. We say grace before meals. And at the end of grace, people would always say, and God bless the cook. And, and people would turn to the person who cooked the meal and be like, yes, it's great. It looks good. It was like part of the grace. And it it is really nice to build into your vacation. Even I'll sometimes do it by myself. I'm driving my kids home from somewhere and we pull in the driveway and I'm like, before we get out of the car, does anyone want to say anything to me? And they're like, thank you very much, mom, for taking us to the thing. It's fine. I'll go. I'll get it myself if no one gets it for me. But I do think that making this work more visible insisting on having vacation time for yourself, remembering 50-50, it's got to be 50-50 all the time, serving your needs and serving your family's needs. They may not be able to happen on the same trip, right? but in the year, it should balance that out. The delicious comfort of I've done everything for everyone and no one appreciates me is not as good as the comfort of like, I'm going to tell people what I need and get some for myself. Yep. Well said. I mean, I have nothing to say. I think you just brought all the facts this week. I've just brought facts. I have a lot of strong feelings about this. Bring the bracelets. But most importantly, get your own vacation. You've earned it. You need it. Ask for what you need. And don't put other people's interests in vacation before your own. You deserve that vacation, mamas. And I want that for you. Everybody listening right now knows somebody who needs to hear this episode. Yes. And did you know, right, you just share like within Apple Podcasts, within Spotify, wherever you're listening right now, maybe you're listening on YouTube, you grab the link, just send it to that friend, your sister-in-law, your your sister, your mom, somebody who needs to have a little more relaxing vacation this year. You know who she is. Send her this episode. Send it along. You can text it, email. I mean, it's kind of great. I mean, it's new technology. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. And with that, folks, thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. 
Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.